The Work in Sports podcast is brought to you by Empowered. This is the most important election of our time, period. It is incredibly important for you to see through the noise, the chaos, the misinformation, and vote. Your vote matters. I have already returned my early ballot, dropped it off in person at a designated official drop box, and you know what happened? Rainbows, immediately. If you want to stay informed, engaged, and ready to vote, check out the Empowered app. Super powerful, full of local information, tons of resources to help you. Get out there, get ready to vote. Use the Empowered app. You can download it today at empowered.com. That's E-M-P-O-W-R-D. All right, let's start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkinSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Before we get into our new favorite segment, the stat line, quick note. The final part of our four-part series on social justice in sports told through the eyes of our young, diverse, aspiring sports professionals is Wednesday. I hope you have been listening. If not, do it. Start with part one. Makes sense, right? After this series is complete on Wednesday, we'll get right back into our weekly sports industry interviews with a returning champion, Joan Lynch. Joan is the chief content officer at Working Nation, which means she studies the job market and she has incredible advice. She was also a longtime VP and executive producer at ESPN and was really integral in the 30 for 30 series. Her first podcast episode last year at this time was one of our most popular of all time. Like, way more downloads than Lee Steinberg, but not quite as many as Maylin Vu, which puts her directly in rock star status. We've already recorded this interview this past week, and I have to say, I do think, and I mean this sincerely, it's some of our best work. Joan really knows her stuff, and I get all fired up, and then she brings insightful data, and then I rant and rave. We're like this perfect yin and yang, you know, like I get all crazy and fired up. She gets all data and, you know, calm and has information. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It's a good balance, right? So plan on tuning in next Wednesday. All right, let's get into the stat line. The total number of jobs on WorkInSports.com, the number one job board for the sports industry, 17,286, which is pretty much flat from last week, right? We were right around 17,086 or something like that. So it's gone up by like 200 in total numbers, but there's churn, as I've always explained. Some go out, some come in, right? So how many came in this past week? That's a really good indicator of activity levels. We added 2,093 new jobs in the past week an average of 299 fresh sports jobs per day during the last week. It's a lot of fresh activity, right? That's a lot happening on a day-to-day basis. A lot of really good reasons to come back, check out the site, see what's going on, see what available opportunities are out there that match you. Okay, let's get into three cool jobs. Job number one. The South Carolina Stingrays are hiring a marketing coordinator, which is a great entry-level job. I'm going to wait a few seconds now while you all Google search to find out what sport the South Carolina Stingrays play. If you guessed minor league baseball, which is what I did when I saw the job posting, you'd be wrong. This is an ECHL hockey team, and minor league sports 
are a great career starter. So check this one out. It's in South Carolina. Go Jamie Harrison. And if you are curious about the ECHL, maybe go listen to our podcast episode with Ryan Krellen, who is the commissioner of the ECHL. So if you want to work in minor league hockey, South Carolina Stingrays have a job opening and you can listen to an interview with their commissioner. Not bad, right? Job number two. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, fantastic name, are hiring a director of digital media and communications. Now, this is a minor league baseball team. The Iron Pigs president and GM, Kurt Landis, was on this show. So there's another one. You can go listen to his interview and even cite that during your whole process of applying for this job. And the Iron Pigs, Pigs, Iron Pigs, the AAA affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies, are just 20.8 miles from my house. So if you get this job, we can hang out. And job number three. Fox Sports in Charlotte is hiring an associate producer for marketing. So this is the creative side of marketing. So it's the process of developing on-air promotions. And there's a lot of actual production work that goes into it. So if you're interested in broadcast media and marketing a little bit, this is a great combination of skills where you need to have the tactical skill ability to do Final Cut Pro editing or whatever platform they use, but nonlinear editing and other you know, After Effects and Avid and different types of uh, effects to do graphics and motion graphics or whatever, but also have that kind of marketing flair. So you get to combine skill set in broadcast media with a marketing uh, emphasis, which is really cool. So check out those three and 17,000 or so more jobs on Work in Sports right now. And that was the stat line. Okay, so rifling through the email, the LinkedIn, the private Facebook group, looking for great questions and rising to the top this week is Jamel from Florida. I really wish this was Jamel Hill. I'd love to have her on the podcast, but alas, I do not believe it is. Um, Hi, Brian. I'm Jamel, and I've been listening to your podcast for the last year. The advice you share is so easy to act on, so logical, but at the same time are all things I definitely was not doing. So thank you. I feel like I'm making smarter choices now that will prepare me for my future. On that subject... I'm a college junior, and I'm trying to get my internship set up for the spring semester. Obviously, these are weird times, but let's forget that for a second and just focus on standing out from the competition. How do I, someone without much experience, stand out from the crowd for a prime career-defining internship? Jamel, is a great question. We are definitely right now in October in the spring planning season. I know it seems early, but trust me, Teams, leagues, and organizations are looking at their spring internships now. They are looking to fill roles. They are looking to get that process going. Okay, so time for you to start making headway in that direction and plan and think ahead. You can't think about your internship for spring in December or January. You need to be thinking about it now. These are important times, and you need to get experience as you can. Now, one quick note before we get into your question. I know you said to ignore the pandemic for now and focus on the merits of standing out, which I am totally down with, but I would like to make one strategic point first. I was talking a few weeks back, maybe it was a couple months ago now, with the athletic director at Stephen F. Austin, Ryan Ivey, great guy. We were on a panel together, right, that, that Chris Grossi from Penn State put together. He and I, Ryan and I are on the panel, and during the conversation, he pointed out that there are a lot of schools, a lot of college athletic departments that canceled fall sports. And they will be running double in spring. 
he was personally gearing up for what he said will be a grueling spring where they'll have to run double the work they normally would. They have 18 Division I uh, athletics programs at uh, Stephen F. Austin, and they were going to be doing all 18 in the fall semester when usually they'd have some in the, I'm sorry, in the spring semester. So where normally they'd have some in fall, some in spring. You get some balance to it. But now he's going to be going. He's like, I'm preparing right now to be going nonstop in spring because there's going to be something going on all the time that we need to be prepared for. Now, since our conversation, Stephen F. Austin has come back to action and started competing this fall. But many schools haven't, or many specific sports programs haven't. Maybe they are operating in football, but they're not operating in something else, for example. If you are looking for the intersection of need and opportunity, college athletic programs this spring could very well be the best place to look for experience. They are going to need help. They're going to need assets. They're going to need workers. So look to those opportunities at your own school or at another local school or something else nearby, whatever it may be. Get that experience. College sports may be the way to do it. Okay. Now let's get into things you can do to stand out from the crowd for internships. I feel like I said that really fast. Now let's get into the things you can do to stand out from the the crowd for internships. Then I just kind of messed it up. Ah, Whatever. I'm like listening on 2X because I do speak kind of fast, but that's good, right? Okay, number one, number one idea. I want to start with strategic thinking. I really, really, really want all you guys to be intentional. Like I know when I was in college, I was like, hey, there's a flyer on campus. They're offering an internship. I have to do an internship. All right, I'll do that one. You know, like I didn't really have like this grand plan. I just acted in the moment. That was not good. What I want you to do is be different. So number one thing I want you to do, start by building a target list. Now is the time to focus on the potential companies and organizations you'd like to intern with. Usually, interning happens close to you on campus, or if you are commuting, close to your home, right? You should be able to create a list of local sports-focused companies, minor league teams, pro teams, marketing agencies, blah, 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 that are in range, okay? So start there and prioritize your list based on how well this organization aligns with your career goals. So for example, you're in Atlanta or you're in some some suburb of Atlanta and you want to work in sports marketing. Oh, great. Check out Rashida Gale's 26 marketing agency. If you're in Atlanta and you have no interest in marketing, well, don't put her on your list. Don't put her company on your list. It doesn't make sense. Pretty simple process here. Align yourself with the best opportunities that are within your range geographically. And there's a reason for this. Not only do you want to be intentional, not only do you want to be thoughtful about where you have the best opportunities, but you need to focus your efforts, which brings us to point number two. From there, now that you have this target list of the potential companies, start networking. Okay, you have your target list of five-ish companies or organizations. Maybe it's more than that, but really try to be focused here. Let's not have 20, even if you're in a major city, like still try to be focused on the best opportunities for you. Okay, now you can network within those organizations and start to build connections. The reason Jamel's bringing up this question is because she feels like I'm applying for internships. My experience right now isn't stand out. So my my just handing over my resume isn't going to be the thing that makes me stand out from the pack. I need to do something more. These are all more. Right. So from there, from making your list, from making your target list, start networking. And this is being intentional with your actions. Okay. don't go too high and start trying to connect with the team president on LinkedIn. Look to people who have been in the sports business for five years or less. They can empathize with your situation and are more likely to connect and help. 
aim too high, you're not going to get responses. Find that sweet spot of somebody who graduated within the last five years and that they really understand the situation you're in. They understand how difficult it can be to work in sports and they're going to understand your position and empathize. Okay. So for example, if you want to work in sports sales, look for account executives, sales coordinators, inside salespeople, and maybe a group sales manager or two, something similar, you know, something mid-level. So next step up, look to entry-level people, then look to a couple of mid-level people within the organization. If you want to work in analytics, look for an analyst or a data coordinator at the companies that you want to work for, or that we want to intern for, sorry. Now, two things you should do that are extremely intentional, again, identify the people who you want to network with and look at their Twitter account. If they are Twitter active, try to understand their personality. Are they all business? Do they share advice and guidance? Are they only retweeting stuff? From this, you can start to refine your networking targets again by personality. I use this exact technique with the guest booking for the podcast and anybody else that's listening now, whether you're looking for internships or not, can use this exact same technique for networking in any way or facet of your career. I highlight people. I look, I look through like LinkedIn or I look through company, uh, I'm sorry, organization media guides for teams, or I look through, um, online, you know, uh, employer information or company structure or about us is, and I find people that look interesting, but then I check them out on Twitter to see if they have that kind of mentality that would fit for a podcast guest. You're looking to see if they are, have the mentality that would fit for networking, right? So we'll give you an example, Chris Grossi. Associate Athletic Director for Marketing at Penn State. Incredible guest. Well, how did I know he would be a great guest? His Twitter profile. Dude is prolific. He likes to share, way into sports business and marketing. I knew he'd be great, and I was right. So use the ways you can learn about the other people, too. Think about it this way. When you apply for jobs and do things, the other person is trying to get to know the real you outside of your resume. Well, you're doing that too. When you're looking for people to network with, you're trying to understand more than just their LinkedIn profile and what their job title is. You're trying to see a little bit more about their personality and how they exist. Twitter is a great, great way to figure a great way. <laughs> Twitter is a great way to figure that out to really start to isolate somebody and understand somebody's natural personality. So now. You've got your target list of companies that you're that you're interested in. You start to look through and identify people that might be worth connecting with. Then you check out their Twitter profile and you see, wow, this person shares a lot. This person's really active. This person is trying to provide advice and guidance. This is the perfect person for me to try to network with. So you find out who would be a good uh, networking relationship. You check their Twitter account and then you connect with them on LinkedIn too. Right. Because you've followed them on Twitter, you've identified that they're good for this, but you want to connect with them on LinkedIn and you're going to add a personalized note. For example, hi, Melanie, I'm Brian, a college junior at Georgia Tech studying sports management. Your role with the Atlanta Falcons fascinates me. I'd love to connect and continue learning more about your experience. Boom. Done. Now, I just made that up off the top of my head. You might be able to find that a little bit better. And I don't even know that Georgia Tech has a sports management program, but it was the first school I could think of in Atlanta. I could have said Georgia State. I know that they have a sports management program. Nonetheless, okay, I'm riffing here. You need to put more thought into it. Say some very clean things about what your why is, who you are, and why you'd like to connect with them. Now you're visible in their world. You need to make your name known. When the time comes, so again, I've talked about networking 10,000 times. I'm not going to go into great details here, but don't just connect and forget it. That's not the end of the role, not the end of the task. 
you have to be visible. You have to read their articles. You have to comment on what they're saying. You have to have thoughtful interactions. You need to provide value where you can. You need to be visible. They need to know you exist. Just clicking like on their post is not what I'm talking about. You need to go beyond that. Okay. Now, when the time comes, you're applying for internships at their organization. You can reach out and say, hey, I just noticed this internship with the Falcons. I'm going for it. Do you have any advice? Now, again, don't ask them for a recommendation or a referral. Just mention it low key, ask for advice and how they respond and, and wait and see how they respond and engage. You have someone on the inside. That's how you start to start off stand up for the pack. You've made some connections from within. You've been visible. You've done all the right things. You've targeted the right people. Then when the opportunity comes up, you ask them for advice, not to hire you, not to refer you. They can't do that. They don't know you, right? But if you ask them for advice, they might have some tips and they might even say, hey, send me over your resume and I'll pass it along. That's insider information and help. Okay. Boom. Number three, informational interviews. Okay. So we're going to go one step further. You've targeted organizations. You've identified great people to network with that align with your career goals and have the personality to match. You started to build the relationship and connection. What you can ask for now as part of that process is an informational interview reach out via LinkedIn. Hi, Melanie, Brian here. We connected a few weeks ago and I've been really enjoying the content and thought leadership you share. I'm trying to learn as much as I can about the sports industry and set myself up for success in my career. Could I possibly get 15 minutes of your time on the phone or Zoom to ask a few career-focused questions? Notice, and again, I'm riffing here. You're gonna really create something better by sitting down and really being intentional about it. I'm talking off the top of my head, but uh, there are a couple points in there I really wanna hammer in. You've given very specific parameters, 15 minutes, phone or Zoom, questions are on the on sports careers. You're not saying, do you want to just jump on the phone and chat? You gave it parameters so that they know now, all right, 15 minutes, I can do that. This is somebody who's motivated, wants to set themselves up for in their career. Okay. Jump on a Zoom, jump on a phone call. All right. And they're going to ask me questions about my sports career. I can handle that. Okay, good. I can do this, right? Put them in a position where they can say yes. If you say, throw something out there like, would love to connect with you and have an informational interview, that doesn't tell me enough about what you are going to do and what the parameters of my expectations are. Are you expecting me to answer 10 questions, talk on the phone for an hour? Like, give me some simple parameters so I know what to expect. Okay. You've told the other person exactly what to expect and their time commitment. This type of activity, an informational interview, serves two purposes. You deepen the connection with the person when you talk to them directly. So now your network and your relationship gets stronger. And... You learn about the industry. Ask smart questions that help you. Don't ask superficial questions like, who do you think the team will sign in free agency? That doesn't benefit you at all. That doesn't drive the conversation towards your sports career focused goals. Don't do that. That's not even good small talk, right? I don't want that stuff. I've seen so many people waste these opportunities by asking the wrong questions. Ask, how did you get your first job in the sports industry? How important is building my personal brand? Did you put a big focus on networking as you were coming up at my age? How important are internships towards gaining experience? What specific experience do you need to stand out as a marketing coordinator? If I was applying for a job today and you were looking at my resume, what would you want to see? These, again, I'm riffing off the top of my head. These are just smart questions that get you answers that matter. 
Knowing who the team might sign in free agency does not help you. So don't do that kind of stuff. I see that happen all the time. My goodness, it drives me nuts. Okay, now imagine again, you have this really strong connection. You've learned more great stuff about the industry. And because you asked really smart questions, you've shown yourself to be someone with great potential in the industry. That's what we look for. When you're a hiring manager, you're looking for people that have that it factor. And when you ask really smart questions that drive to important answers and you handle yourself in a really professional way, that stands out. Now the internship comes up, right? You have a really deep connection from inside the organization. Same outreach as before. Don't come out and ask them if you can help them, if they can help you get the internship. Ask if they have any advice for you so that you can get the job and stress how excited you are by the opportunity. Well, you'd love to be a part of the organization. Can't stop thinking about it. Sell your excitement. Again, when you're hiring interns, you don't expect somebody to have every facet of knowledge and experience that you need. You want to hire somebody that's excited, passionate, wanting to learn and grow. So sell that in any conversation. Okay, number four, focus your resume. You may not have a lot of experience, but make sure what you do have is tailored to this particular opportunity. Study the internship description. Isolate what the skills are that they are looking for. Do they want writing experience, sales experience, customer service, marketing? Look for parallels in your life that line up with these needs. Waiting tables is a customer service job. Working and promoting your club at school is a marketing job. Highlight what you do have that aligns with the available roles rather than worry about what you don't have and how other people are gonna have better things than you. Focus in on what you do have and what you bring to the table. And finally, number five, build a personal website. Your resume is two-dimensional, and what I mean by that is it gives data about you, but it doesn't really tell anything about you, the person. It doesn't really let the hiring team know anything about your personality. A website that you create highlighting your professional work and your personal interests can go a long way toward the organization believing you are a match for their culture. So if you do this, and it's really simple to build your own personal website and to balance the need for your creativity or your you know personality to come through with your professionalism, make sure you do that, and then include it as a link on your person, uh, include a link to your personal website and your LinkedIn profile as part of your resume and and, and uh, materials, your portfolio. All right, that should do it for this topic. Jamel, great question. Good luck with your internship search. Make a plan to vote. Tune into Moving Forward on Wednesday and wear a mask. I feel like these are all very reasonable asks. 